Well, it's seventh heaven for the Perth Lynx as the race for finals tightens up. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the WNBL show. I'm Megan Hustray and Tess Madgen is back for round two. Hello, Tessie. Hey, Megs. Thanks for having me. Welcome back. When I say come back again, no one really takes us up. So thanks for (laughs) actually coming back. Well, I've got to do something. I'm not playing. So I've got to be involved somehow. And um I loved it last time, so why not come back? Although, were we the curse? Because last time you were here, you were on the team list to play Townsville and you didn't go, and then you came and saw us on the Monday and you came back on the Wednesday night and that was it. Yeah, that's – oh, I don't think it was you. I think it was me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Hey, you're kind of kicking me under the table right now. (laughs) No, um, unfortunately I did say last time I was here that I didn't want to be a hero, but I was being a little bit of a hero, um, trying to return to play. Um, You know, I really wanted to give it a crack. I felt pretty good at practice, but playing a game is a completely different um, pace, pace, more strenuous on the body and I just wasn't up to it. Um, My knee was still quite painful, but that was coming from like a lack of muscle in my leg that had unfortunately wasted away since before the World Cup um, and then just trying to play through it. So um, definitely made a smart decision to um, call it there, you know, not only for myself but also for the team and so Mm -hmm. they can put the, um, the right players in the right situations to have a really good crack at the championship. Um, but also just so I can get a really solid um, rehab in in the next, you know, three to six months, however long it takes to build that leg back up um, to give it a really good crack next WNBL season and then hopefully, you know, at Paris um, at the next Olympics. So um, although I'm doing everything I can to try and help the Boomers get a championship this season, um, I'm really got my sights set on playing well um, next WNBL season and and having a really solid preparation for that. Did you know in that game that it wasn't right? Yeah, I did. I mean, I, there were some warning signs at practice as well, but I was, I'm those that know me well know I'm pretty stubborn and um, passionate and was kind of ignoring those, but was just really not myself mentally, um, just not bringing you know who I am to the team, which was probably the most disappointing part for me. Um, being like a really good leader. So, yeah, after the game I was in a, like an immense amount of pain and I was just like, what am I doing? Like, and I had gotten so low mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, so I just, yeah, called it basically. Um, went and saw some specialists the next day and they completely agreed that, um, you know, I could probably battle through on limited minutes, you know, play just a tiny amount per game, but I was at risk of doing that leg more damage, my other leg more damage, um, and there was no guarantee of the pain and I I couldn't just keep going that way. Well, you are on the bench, you're around your girls, so you're a great support and still, you know, very much a leader, still visible. What is luckily not visible is the high pants haven't came back out. (laughs) So I'm super happy about this. I saw you yesterday, you've just reverted back to like regular pants. So you're playing a role on the bench, but you're not, wearing the coaching uniform. <laughs> so this is a positive out of all this. Yeah, thanks, mate. I um, Yeah, I've resorted back to the sporty but naughty full-time look of yep. just the tights and the polo, some runners. Darcy Garvin will be very happy <laughs> yeah. about this. Shout out, Darcy. Hope yep. you're watching. Miss you. Listening. Um, yeah, so just, you know, we do have me, Lily and Mia on the end of our bench at the mm. moment, unfortunately, but um, 
just trying to help the team out as best as we can uh, where we can. We will talk a bit more about you and the Boomers later, but let's wrap up what was a massive week, a massive round. You've had to really just take a breath because it's been incredible what's been going on. So we know that the race is on for, well, it's a top five going for four spots. Perth have won seven on the trot. So we sat here last week with Chloe Bibby. They'd arrived in Melbourne with five wins in a row. They've gone to Bendigo, knocked them off, beaten you guys on Sunday. Um, So it's been a successful but long road trip for them with three games. Townsville in fourth spot won their double without a couple of big players. So they're doing the right thing. Um, And then Bendigo and Melbourne have had a loss. Southside's got out of jail by a point. It's, It's hectic. Yeah, it is. It's so good to watch. I mean, it's a great spectacle for the fans. And I think, you know, particularly Perth, they play such an upbeat style of play and all their whole bent, like their whole team, their whole list, 12 players need to be on that same page for them to be successful. And it does take a while for it to come to fruition. So I'm not surprised that they're having such a good run in the latter half of the season. Um, because it was only bound to happen that, you know, Amy Atwell started firing, um, Robbie Jones started firing, Sammy's obviously elite. So they have, you know, with Chloe and Sherfy and Sharpie in that 4-5 position, they do have all the tools they need to be successful. Um, and, I mean, although we lost to them on the weekend, it is a very exciting, fun style of basketball mm. to watch. And it looks, you know, they all, from... The best player all the way to the last player off the bench, they all come and do their role and look like they have a great time doing it. So huge credit to Ryan for um, what he's doing at Perth and obviously Sammy um, and Sherfy in that leadership mm. position. Um, they've got everyone playing really well. Well, we know that they love to shoot the three, so they're never going to die one during there. And, and sometimes it does come off. I think you look at their shooting percentage and go, oh, wow, but they keep jacking it up and that that's their game style and I love that they live by it confidently. Like it's not it's not something that they're stepping back over. It's what they do. And, you know, if you're going to put it up that many times, there's a fair chance it's going to come off and it did over the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. When we were scouting for the game um, on the weekend, sh- shout out to Christy Harrower, um, just an absolute goat. Yeah, goat. Uh, highest IQ person I've ever been around with basketball. Um, she was telling us that they've shot, attempted 100 more threes than anyone else in the league over the season. So it definitely shows what style of play they wanted to pl- want to play. And unfortunately, we just gave them too many open looks um, on the weekend. And then Amy especially started mm. feeling, you know, too many open looks. She starts making them, then she's making like contested threes with a hand in her face. So <laughs> um, with great shooters like that, you can't give them that many open mm. looks. Otherwise, it's going to come and bite you at the end. Oh, it's going to be one hell of a run home to finals in WNBL 23. But let's go back to when the round started in Bendigo last week. It was Perth and Bendigo. So Perth 92 to 88 victors. They had an incredible start, but Bendigo came home so strong on the back of Annalie, another double-double. Perth really held on here because Bendigo just had a hell of a run in that final quarter. Um, And Bendigo without Kelsey Griffin again. Yeah, I was actually at the tennis, lucky enough to be watching Novak, but I was looking at the stats, looking at the stats out by 20 at the end of the third quarter, and then I stopped watching Novak uh, towards the end of that last fourth quarter because um, Bendigo just made a run back, and uh, like you said, off the back of um, Annalie and 
Um, I think it's awesome to see Tessa finding some yes, form as well. how good was Tessa? E- everyone loves Levy. She lit us up at the end of the game last week and it's good to see that she's finding her form back on the basketball court. They've got so much depth, haven't they, Bendigo? Like we talk a lot about the Flyers having depth, but you think when you can bring Levy in, that's won championships with that team, you know, been to a couple of Olympics, um, won medals at World Cups, and you bring her in off an AFLW season and, like, you just can't replicate that experience, particularly, as you know, in that guard position. Yeah, what an absolute dream. And I think it's also freed Kelly up a bit as well mm-hmm. since Tess has been playing a bit more. Um, you can really see what Kelly's starting to do as well. So they definitely have all the tools, especially with KG back when she comes back. Um, they're going to be really hard to beat come finals. Sammy Whitcomb, 25 points. Gee, she's. Uh, we need to add up how many games she's won for the Lynx because she did a similar effort against Canberra before Christmas. Canberra looked like they might win their first game. In front of a home crowd, um, Sammy came out and had a second half for the ages. She's just so clutch for them, isn't she? Yeah, she's incredible and she's, you know, she does the work. So there's no doubt she's going to come up in the clutch moment. She works so hard in the gym, always, like she lives in the gym. Um, So, you know, it's great to see someone like that come up clutch because They've done all the hard work. Um, it's like Tiff for our team. Mm. Um, you know, so much confidence within them. And they're never um, out of a game. Perth will never be out of a game with someone like Sammy on their team. And once she starts firing, it makes, builds confidence within the rest of the group. Um, yeah. And just she's such a great leader as well. So really, you know, takes everyone along for the ride with her. So the nail-biting theme continued on in the round. Townsville getting over the caps by a point, no Steph Reed in this game. Tiana Hawkins had 17 and 6. Zatina Okuso back from a broken foot, 20 off the bench, which was huge. We've got to talk about Jade Melbourne, though, 19 and 6, and it was the big bun energy for Jade. Um, you you know that I was going to bring it up. Um, now, I have had a few Canberra players contact me to say it was trialled during the week and it got the tick. Um, I just thought it just did wonders for Jade Melbourne. Tess, um, as an avid, um, hair enthusiast, what did you think? I love the high bun, so you know I'm going to be all about it. But I literally had to watch it for so long uh, till I realised it was Jade. Even though they were saying Melbourne, I'm like, that's that not, Jade. not Jade. Melbourne. It made it look taller, also. Yes. So Jade, don't don't go away from the high bun. Um, it's incredible. Like Jade is such a great player, but she's also such a great leader at such a young age, and it's super exciting to see what the future really holds for her. Um, you know, I I love. I love seeing Canberra win their first game in the celebration. So I did I don't really try and go for any team when I'm watching, but um you know, I yeah, I always go for the underdog. I'm sorry. I have to. So I was it was a nail biter, but Townsville, huge credit to them, especially without Steph, their court floor general. Zatina, great to see her finding some form. I think she's going to be super important for them Mm. come finals um, and their push for finals. The close games then continued the next night because Southside, again, a one-point margin, defeated Adelaide. Kayla Thorne had a huge um, 22-11 double-double but came up big when the game was on the line. But it was Izzy Bullace who started on fire for Adelaide. And as a proud South Australian, you must just love seeing Izzy do her thing. Absolutely. And she's so efficient. I think she was like eight from 10 when, yeah. yeah, Flawless in the first quarter. Yeah. So yeah, it is awesome to see, especially that she's gone back to Adelaide. They recruited her from Adelaide um, to come back and just to see her do her thing. I think she's got an enormous future 
um, not only within WNBL, but really wherever she wants to go with her basketball career. So really looking forward to um, working with her now that she's made an mm. Opal squad, very well deserved. Um, but yeah, back to Kayla Thornton. She is just so clutch. I remember the first time we played them at State Basketball Centre mm. and she just really... Round two. Yeah. Yep. She can turn the game on its head at any given moment. She's such a great rebounder. She can get to the ring at ease. Um and yeah, I think whenever whenever Southside need her, she really steps mm. up. So true. And I think because they're stacked and they've got so much depth coming off the bench, we probably haven't acknowledged her season like we would if um she was, you know, the number one go to mm-hmm. on another team. Yeah. So I think when you look at her numbers, you know, she's just been so consistent, but she has stepped up um and really won them some games, yeah. which was the case at the weekend. Steph Talbot, um, a 15-11 double-double, but it was great to see Adelaide after a few weeks where I'm sure they were disappointed with their performance um, come back and have um, a great performance against Southside. Their series has been super. Like, yeah. um, there have been three um, really close games, um, obviously back in round one, and then um, Adelaide beat Southside in Adelaide um, in the second league. So that's the end of that series, but it's been a ripper. Let's move on to Townsville and Sydney, another close game, 82-78 winners, Townsville. Now, we had a bit of a swap around. So Reed was back, which we thought was great, but Lauren Nicholson was out. Steph Reed only lasted a, tick, lasted a tick under 14 minutes. Everything was going on. Tiana Hawkins was in foul trouble. Carly Samuelson was sitting on four fouls. But Townsville found a way um, and got over the line. Love this story. Crystal Liga Walker mm. played 34 minutes, which would be, I don't know what her average minutes are for the season, but she eclipsed that and had 10 points. Um, how great is it to see when a teammate, um, someone on the team who hasn't had the opportunities gets their chance and they take it with both hands? Yeah, it's brilliant. I've heard a lot of great things about Crystal through Guy, who's her coach with New Zealand. So I knew she definitely had the potential. And even when she used to sub in and back up Steph, you could see that she had the skills, the IQ. Um, and Like what a dream to have a point guard like that off the bench. So yeah, super happy for her and obviously it takes a lot of confidence. She's obviously prepares really well for every game um, to be able to come out and do that and show, you know, what she's got. But I also think training against Steph every day mm. at practice is only going to make you better and it definitely holds you to an account, um, you know, to be able to run that team at practice when you're versing each other. So she was great, but also shout out to... Kate Gaze, Gazy and Courtney Woods, who had to play bigger roles. You know, they didn't know what was going to happen with Steph within the game, let alone not having Nicholson play. So that was huge. Um, Samuelson had 14, Hawkins 15, Michaela Roof had a double-double, Z had 11. So that's that's a real – I thought it was as gutsy um, win and probably performance can – um, considering the context um, for Townsville this season. But um, I think they've probably gone under the radar a bit because the focus for a lot of the season's been on the big three Victorian teams. Perth have now won seven, but I think Townsville have had two super gutsy wins to keep themselves in fourth. Absolutely. I think it's a bit scary, honestly, with all those people in double figures for the rest of the league. Um if they can keep those people firing while they bring back in Stefan, um, Loz, who are their main two playmakers, it's going to be, they're going to be hard to shut down. If you have more than five people in double figures, it makes it really hard for the opposition. So, you know, it could be a blessing in disguise that they've had to, um, mm. you know, sit uh, Steph and Loz for those two games and, other people have been able to show what they can do and step up in big moments. Let's move on to the final game of the round. It was Perth and Melbourne at Parkville. Lynx came out winners 91 to 82. 
Um, again, we talked about Perth earlier, but they'd left Perth, I think, the Friday before, um, played Sydney, came to Melbourne on the Sunday, went to Bendigo on the Tuesday, played on the Wednesday, and then sort of were back in Melbourne from Thursday until playing Sunday. That's a lot of time, but it's a lot of time to just play everything out in your head or lose a bit of momentum, but they didn't come out like that, um, unfortunately, for the Boomers, but um they looked as fresh as as anyone. You wouldn't have known they'd been here um, and been on the road for for 10 days. Yeah, sometimes being on the road together does really strengthen your bond. And when you're on the road together for that long, although you don't have your vices that you usually have with your family or Perth's beautiful beaches or however they spend their downtime, sometimes it can bear you closer together as a team. And I think that was definitely the case when we played them on Sunday. They played so well together. They had fun. Um, you could just tell they were really up and about and all about each other, um, which unfortunately for us, you know, really did play a big part in the loss. Um, did So Sammy Whitcomb didn't play in this game. She went home early with a bit of a back complaint. How does that change things for you guys with the way you've prepared? Because, I mean, they did announce it a day or so before, but obviously you prepare for Whitcomb being, you know, their leader and, and you know, arguably their best player. Does that sometimes give a hiccup to the opposition? Well, as much as the coaches try to say, it doesn't matter who they've got, you know, we have to prepare exactly the same way. We knew Ryan and Atwell could have can easily, you know, step up and score bigger numbers than what they had been. Um, but I don't know. I didn't suit up for the game, but as a player, maybe sometimes it does mm. take a bit of wind out of the out of your sail and then, you know, those other players step up and they're just unstoppable. But selfishly, I'm so happy Perth were here for so long because I got to see Sammy three times. Yes. Um, so I absolutely love their extended stay. <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> I love that. Um Amy Atwell, Player of the Week, after her incredible round, 27.7 triples. Um, just loved seeing it all click for her because it's what we know she can produce and it just must give her and Perth so much confidence to put up a performance like that, particularly with Sammy out. Yeah, they're going to be tough to play when they're both, when Sammy's shooting the ball like that and Amy is and Ryan also shot really well yesterday. Then they've got Chloe Bibby. Mm. Scherf can shoot the three. So, you know, I think whoever's playing them for the rest of the season, I'm I'm glad our three games are out of the way now. Mm. But um, yeah, they're going you to be had them twice early, didn't yeah, you, in Perth? Yeah. yeah, they're going to be tough to beat. Congrats to Lauren Scherf on 200 games, a wonderful achievement, and isn't she just flourishing um, in her second season at the Lynx? But, yeah, I want to talk about Robbie Ryan, average 17 points and five rebounds across um, the round. And I think we spoke about when you played Perth in round one, but it was a tough initiation for Robbie Ryan. You know, first play of the game, she turns the ball over and gets pickpocketed by Christy Wallace. Welcome to the WNBL. But I've just been so impressed with, like, she has hit form. She's obviously got confidence. Ryan and her teammate ha teammates have um, instilled her with that confidence. And she put up a career best performance against Bendigo and then bettered it against Melbourne. I just reckon it's one of the great stories of the season. Yeah, it's incredible. It's like what I touched on earlier was that their style of play needs time to gel and, um, and it's working now. And all the players have clearly bought in. They're all playing great, which is a great sign of culture. You need good people, um, good coach, good captain, good leaders to really get that flowing through, buying into the system. And they all have, um, which is going to, they're going to be tough to beat, but yeah, you know, playing against Wally for your first game in WNBL, um, 
have to sometimes do it at practice and it, she's just a workhorse, like mm. phenomenal. She never stops. Um, and I think that's why, you know, she is a fan favourite. Everyone loves her because they can just, you know, she Aussie, like so Aussie yeah. the way she plays, um, never gives up. She plays every single possession like it's her, her absolute last. I <laughs> uh, love Wally. She's just an absolute legend. Now, Sammy wasn't in action for Perth, but no Mia Murray again mm-hmm. for the Boomers. Um, how's Mia going? And just talk to us about how big a loss she is because that speaks to the season that she's had. Yeah, she's oh, like arguably career best form. Um, just incredible and such a great teammate. She definitely brings a level of composure and poise um, to our group. Uh, and then she spaces a floor with her three-point shooting ability. So um, it is a massive loss to our team. Hopefully, you know, either she'll get up for this game or just miss one more, I'm hoping, um, no more than that. Mm-hmm. So she's really fit and firing, ready for finals. Um, we've got, a, obviously, the weekend break next weekend with the mm-hmm. FIBA window, so we'll see. But I, I have no doubt she'll be back up, ready for finals and um, bring that, what she does, like what she's always done her whole career, three-point shooting mm-hmm. and that level of posture. Uh, Composure, new okay. word, composure and poise um, and just being a great leader, great teammate. She still does that, of course, while sitting mm. on the sidelines. But um, I think without her on the floor, we we lose a three-point shooter mm. and teams can, you know, crowd Kayla, Tiff, Liv, um, Wally's space a bit more in the key way and it just makes everything a little bit more difficult. Yeah, hopefully Mia's back soon because we miss her. And congrats, I want to say to Sophie Burrows, we talked about her the other week, first points, but um, got her first start, which was awesome. I just love these stories. Yeah, she's a great a great young athlete. I think she's she's going to Syracuse at college um, this year and she's she works super hard at practice. She's always training against Kayla or Tiff, so you're only going to get better as a 3-4 in that position. But, yeah, huge shout-out to her and what, you know, Chris thinks she's able to do on defence, which she did prove. Mm. You know, her main job was to box out Sharpie and um, crash offensive boards, which she did every single play. So um, to go from, you know, not playing much to become a starter, um, Shows great character for her and I think, you know, she has a fantastic basketball career ahead of her. Well, it's a huge round coming up as we honour the greatest to ever do it in Australian basketball, Lauren Jackson, when the Flyers play the Sydney Flames at John Kane Arena. Let's talk to the GOAT now. Well, it's a big week in the Signet WNBL because the Southside Flyers are taking their game against the Sydney Flames to John Kane Arena as they celebrate the GOAT of Australian basketball, Lauren Jackson, who joins us on the show this week. Hello, LJ. How are you feeling ahead of a very big weekend? Hey, Megsy. Yeah, I'm good. Um, Very excited. I think, you know, this weekend obviously is, um, it's huge for women's basketball and it's, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're looking to break the record WNBL crowd of 7,100 and I know you love your WNBL history. That was the 1995 grand final in Adelaide between the Lightning and the Melbourne Tigers, which was decided in double overtime. I'm sure you watched plenty of WNBL back in 95. Oh, what was I doing then? I was 14. I probably did actually watch it, to be honest. Um yeah, look, it's it'd be great if we could do that. Um, you know, it's a big ask, but I, I think... Um, you know, hopefully people come out and watch. I think it's, like I said, really exciting. And um, for me, it's going to be playing on the Sydney team. So I, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. 
Now, you played Sydney a few weeks ago and your best friend in Rachel, who's playing for the Flames at the moment, Shelley Gorman coaching Sydney at the moment, a former teammate of yours. So there's connections all across the league in career point 2.0 for you in the WNBL. Yeah, it's true. I've got... um you know, a lot of friends um, from around the around the courts um, from over the years, which is exciting. You know, having Shelley around is beautiful. I mean, she's such a beautiful human, and um, you know, it's magic that I get to share these moments with everyone. And you know, I've got a lot of family and friends coming up from Albury for it, which is great. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's it all seems a bit surreal, to be honest. It's um, a bit too special, really. It's going to be a special night, as we know, on Saturday, 6.30 against the Sydney Flames at John Kane Arena. But tell us a bit about what this WNBL season has been like, because you've been a bit of a touring roadshow around the country, and it's been incredible to see the scenes um, after games where clubs have put you know, a table and chair for you on the court and the line's been huge. We've heard all about how you've been at games for, you know, an hour plus afterwards and getting Ubers back to hotels. Have have you been overwhelmed by the turnout of fans and people that are just so happy to see and meet you? Yeah, it's been um, really quite amazing. Um, I th- I've sort of talked about it a little bit, but, you know, a lot of the kids that are coming to the games, they would never have seen me play. They would have had no idea, you know, who I am. And uh, I'm often sort of meeting these little kids and they're like, oh, you're my favourite player. And then their mum and dad come up like, oh, we watched you. I watched you all the time growing up. And it's like, oh, my God. You know, it's just it's sort of spanned generations, which it's um, it really is kind of crazy. But it's it's special, you know, and I think, you know, as a kid, um, being able to meet my idols was really important to me and for Harry and Lenny as well to um, see that, you know, everyone is accessible, um, that visibility around women's sport and sport in general and just being able to meet your idols and, and see the sort of um, excitement that kids have when they're meeting people that they really look up to, it's, it's so special. So... For me, it's just about giving back. You know, I didn't have the opportunity to do that when I retired. So, it, it um, yeah, it's it's been incredible, Megs. It really has. You are one of 10 mums in the league this year and you're very proud that Southside have the most mums on any team and you mentioned the boys. How special has it been to have them along on this ride? Um, they've both been on road trips with you in recent weeks and it's been super cute. Um, seeing Harry warm up with you on the sidelines um, in his Jackson 25 singlet. Um, it is a juggle, obviously, um, being, you know, a mum, you're working, you're playing, um, the kids are in school and all that kind of stuff. But how Im- important and, yeah, special has it been to have them with you? Um, look, it's it's been really hard, actually, I think, just because it's been hard on the kids not being able to be with me all the time and and then with the school, uh, obviously they've been on holiday, so they've been able to travel a lot more with me and be in Melbourne and stuff. But now that they're back at school, it is harder. Um, it's it's magic to have the kids at the games and, you know, on the aeroplanes and travelling with us and stuff. It has been beautiful. And the Southside Flyers have really embraced all the team. All my teammates have embraced the kids and they love having the kids around. And um, that's been really beautiful to see the way that they treat the boys. Um, but yeah, look, it's hard. I, it's hard, particularly for Lenny because he sort of really misses me. And, and when I'm not home and, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely hard. So 
But, you know, it's only a little bit longer and then the season will be over and um, and then I'll be home and back in that routine again with them. So that'll be good. It's a lifestyle that you know very well because this is how you grew up with your parents who, of course, both played for Australia. And I think you're in a little um, bassinet in the stands at the stadium that's, uh, you know, named after you grew up in stadiums. So it must be nice to now share, you know, growing up in a basketball community and around all these wonderful people with your own kids yeah it is it really is and I just I think for the kids to have that sort of um to know what it feels like to be in a team environment and to be around a group of people who um are coming together for a common goal I think that's really important for kids to sort of see and be a part of and I think it helps as well just with their um you know the way that they learn to work with other kids and develop, you know, different skills and working with people and communication and things like that. So I think it's it's really good for them to be around the team. They love the girls, like I said before. Um, all the girls and Cheryl and everyone have just been so beautiful and treated them so kindly. And um, I'm so back, back in the day that I would have been the same um, with other people's kids, but look, everyone has just been so beautiful and, and um, welcoming of the boys. So That's so nice to hear. Um, so we learned two weeks ago on a Tuesday, late on a Tuesday, that you've been playing with a fractured foot, which you sustained against Perth Lynx in Perth back in round five. And you came out about 24 hours later at 30 points against Sydney on the road. How is the foot? And tell us, how real this injury is and, and what kind of impact it's having on you practicing and playing and I guess just on everyday life? Um, it's it is a break. I've broken my foot. Um it's a Liz 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 fracture? Liz, Liz fracture? I don't even know what it's called. It's um yeah I've ruptured a bit of a ligament and broken a bit of a bone. Um thought it was arthritis initially and that's why I was playing on it for, for a while before um before it, I found, we found it in scans and then um, it was one of those things where if I play, this was my new normal, you know, and I had to sort of get through it and that's what my thought process was initially. Um, and then, yeah, obviously a couple of weeks ago I found out it was broken. So, And then I was kind of like, oh, thank God for that. The pain is real. It is, But um, at least I knew that I could play on it, you know, so I'm just going to try and get through as best I can. And, um you know, I have good days and I have a lot of very bad days at the moment with it, but it's like I've been playing on it. So I've just got to try and get through it as best I can. And like you said, it was a bit of a relief when you found out it was broken because you knew you weren't sort of imagining the pain, but you played with so much pain and injuries during, you know, career 1.0. So that's not an unfamiliar feeling for you. Oh, uh, this is this is different. It's It definitely feels a little bit it's painful. Like, you know, I'm definitely feeling it every step I take. I mean, even just in days like today, walking around, going to the gym and things like that, it's just, oh my God. It's, I think anyone that's sort of dealt with pain knows that it is quite tiring and it is quite draining emotionally, but like I've got, I'm with a team and I, you know, I really want to help them win and I'm going to do whatever I can to stay on the court, you know, um, until the end of the season. And then I'll deal with it after that. It's, there's not much I can do about it now. So you just got to suck it up, you know, and I'll do it like I'm just doing what I can do, you know. <laughs> a big crop of young talent around the league, um, Izzy Borlase is 
doing amazingly at Adelaide. We've got Shanice Swain and Jade Melbourne at Canberra, to name a couple. You must be so pumped by the calibre of young talent that's coming through. Yeah, for real. Um, I think particularly in the guards, you know, that sort of one, two, three spot, we've got just some great young talent coming through. And, um, you know, Jade Melbourne, I think she's going to be leading the Opals for a long, long time, you know, when it's her time to come into the team and everything. And I, like I've said, I couldn't express how excited how excited I am about her last year, um, you know, just training with her with the and everything. It was so great to watch and her passion for the game was and her IQ and her smarts, she's just, you know, the whole package. Um, yeah, Nards, Janice Wayne, um, Dallas, when she comes back in, I think there's the, the guards' positions are in a, in a great spot. I think um, in terms of our bigs, I haven't really seen much of them, but I hear there's some good kids coming through, which is exciting. Um, and hopefully I get to work with them a little bit, you know. I think that... Um, being able to sort of help develop them and give them the skills and I guess some of the basketball sort of insights that I would have, um, I think that would be really helpful and beneficial. No one better to help them with that. And and speaking of imparting knowledge, how is your other baby going? She hoops, that keeps you very busy. Uh, it is your baby girl that you've uh, finally got after two boys, but uh, it's going great guns at the moment. It is. Um, she hoops is so exciting. It's I think in terms of what it can do and the potential that it has in the future to really bring the basketball community together, it's really exciting. Um, we're doing some great things at the moment. Um, you know, obviously, masterclass of Imagine. So Tess has been running these camps for kids, which have you know taken off. Um, we're putting together a little. I'm not going to talk too much about this one, but um, we're doing some work with Dallas, which is. Um, which you're going to be involved with, which I'm really excited about. Um, but I'll leave it at that. But there's other stuff as well that's sort of coming up. And we are um, updating the which is exciting and we'll relaunch the platform in March. So it's a bit more user-friendly, um, better accessibility and visibility and stuff. So there's a lot of great things happening with she and it's a, a great platform and a great place to sort of get all the information you need, resources, um, hear from great people in the sport, people that have done great things from all over the world. It's, yeah, it's a great place. Let's finish off with Saturday, of course. Uh, we're celebrating you at John Kane Arena and gunning for that record WNBL crowd. But at the end of the day, it's another must win for Southside heading into uh, the run home of the WNBL season because it is a crazy finish. Every win is so important and uh, and Sydney have had a really good month of basketball throughout January, so it's another huge game for the Flyers. It's a massive game. I don't know if you've seen the ladder, but there's literally one game between top spot and fifth spot. So every single game is so critical for all of us at the moment and um, it's funny because people have been like, oh, you should just take a game off. And I'm like, have you seen the ladder? Right. <laughs> have you the seen the between a home final. It is, or even dropping to fifth place and missing out on the finals altogether. It just, it's so, it's so stressful right now. Um, and I don't think I've been in the league when the top five have been this close, you know, in the run home. So, you know, we, as Southside, look, we want to win it, obviously, um, but we haven't played our best basketball in the last couple of weeks by any means. So, and Sydney, you know, they've been getting, oh, thank you, Dal, appreciate you of very big games that they could have quite
quite easily got. Um, so they're a dangerous team for us to come up against. And, yeah, I think it's going to be a real battle. It's going to be a real battle, a great game to come and watch and support. But um, hopefully we have, you know, half of Melbourne there supporting us. That would be fantastic. Um, get the crowds on. But, yeah, look, it's, it's massive. These next sort of five weeks are going to be huge. And what what a time to be a part of the WNBL. It's crazy. And it's pretty scary that the Flyers haven't played their best in the last few weeks but have still won all of those games. So watch Just. out. <laughs> Just, yeah. It was Just. A few heart stoppers in there. But oh uh, good luck to uh, your opponents when you do hit your best. Loz, it's been so good chatting today. Thank you for your time amongst a very busy week. We can't wait to celebrate you and women's basketball uh, <laughs> on Saturday night at John Kane Arena. Enjoy the rest of your week and hopefully you can lap it all up uh, on Saturday night against the Flames. Thank you, Dal. Appreciate you. Round 13 of the Signet WNBL tips off Wednesday night in Perth, Tess. Oh, my goodness. The Lynx are playing Townsville Fire, so they're both vying for fourth. They play twice this round. My goodness me. Yeah, I think it's going to be so exciting. I'll be definitely watching on the edge of my seat on Wednesday and again on Saturday. Yep, Saturday. Yep. Um, that's tough. Like, that is really tough. It really um, – you know, could decide their spot in the finals and both teams are suffering a few injuries. So that might play mm. a big part. Um, but I know Darcy's very happy to see that they're actually playing Townsville in Perth. <laughs> Apparently they haven't been there for a couple of yeah, seasons. Since so. before 2020, we know Darcy. <laughs> um, nah, so I think, I think either team can win, but I do think maybe those injuries will play a little bit um, in the in the results. Yeah, it's going to be super interesting to see. Well, we believe that Sammy is playing and that was the reason why she went home early and missed um, the game in Melbourne against Melbourne. But Nicholson and Reid, we're going to be closely watching. What's going on with the back injuries? I know, especially with that travel. Yeah. To travel from Townsville to Perth with a not a great back, that's going to be pretty brutal. Yeah. So I hope everyone's fit and healthy yes. and I hope all three are playing because it's going to be a great game and, mm. you know, you want to be a team at full capacity. So going to be super interesting. Uh, that kicks off on Wednesday night. Thursday, Caps and Lightning in Canberra both lost by one last round, but one's going to enjoy a win this weekend. Who's it going to be? I think it will be Adelaide, but I think it'll be a close game. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, if Canberra de- bring their best performance and um, can shut down, especially that penetration by Steph and Borlay's um, it'll go a long way in the win. Borlase and Melbourne, exciting to see them both playing in the same game. Absolutely. I think they're quite good friends as well, so I hope there's a bit of banter on the court. Yeah, COE graduates. Saturday we've got a double header. Of course, we spoke to LJ before, so it's Southside and Sydney at John Kane Arena. And Tess, um, will you be watching this game? I definitely will be. I've got my debut commentating oh, gig. Oh, 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 so oh. I hope I'm as good as you, Megan. Oh, um, well. Big shoes to feel. But, Small shoes uh, to fill. I don't know why I Literally. keep putting myself in these anxiety-provoking situations. <laughs> like, I'm already nervous. It's Monday. Oh, you'll be um, so fine. I'm going to have to do some practice with the other really – they're going to be great games, so I'm going to yeah. just sit at home and commentate the games. Well, just say you know, just say what needs to be said. Don't over-talk it. Less is more, less, I think. Oh, less is more. Yeah. Less so, is more. And you won't be on camera, unfortunately. I'm a big over-talker, though. You know no, me. Oh, uh, you're not. No. Okay. Not. All right. Thanks. I feel confident no, you'll already. Be, you'll Thanks. be fine. And you um, suiting up with Graffy. Yes. I know. Oh, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. She's, a, she's great in the yeah. commentary. So oh. learning from the best. Yeah. Graff, imagine one, two, punch. That's... <laughs> 
I'll be tuning into that. Um, but it it was a close game last time they played in Sydney. Um, it's going to be huge spectacles. We look to break the WNBL record. Um, and every win is a must win for teams in the finals race. But Sydney are going to make life difficult for Southside and anyone else they play in the next little while. Yeah, I'm super excited. Like, what an amazing achievement that we can finally play at John Kane. I just, I'm grateful to be a part of it as a commentator. I've, I obviously wish I was able to play in the game, but um, huge shout out to Southside and what they've been able to do by getting the game there. Get Everyone get down and watch the GOAT. You never know when you're going to be able to watch her again and she's definitely the best women's basketballer I've ever seen, mm-hmm. best basketballer in Australia I've ever seen. So lucky to be able to share the court with her and if you don't go, you're not doing yourself a service. Please get down there, take your girls, take your boys. Take your grandpa, take your grandma, everyone get down, watch. Uh, you will not be disappointed. This has been written and authorised by <laughs> Tess Matchett. And get your tickets to Ticketet. Um, Perth and Townsville, round two after that on Saturday night. So that's going to be super interesting because we will have already had the earlier result and goodness knows what the ladder will look like come Saturday night. I know, I'm super excited. Um, I will hopefully be able to catch the game. You do. No, I won't. I'll have to watch replay. No, it's a delayed time. Sorry, I'll be able to watch straight from John Kane straight to Perth, but I'm not commentating that. Oh, okay. You'll just go home and watch I'll it. I'll go home yeah, and watch it yeah, straight yeah, yeah. home yeah. because yeah. I think that's going to be a nail-biter. Yeah, it's going to be a close game. Big big week for Nine now too with Math starting uh, the new season on Monday night. So you can, of course, catch up on all things Maths and WNBL on Nine now. <laughs> Sunday, Melbourne Boomers and Bendigo. Um, amazing oh. how you didn't play before Christmas and it's been game on in January and February. Um, they got you last time um, and this is a huge win for both of you because you had losses in the previous round. Yeah, so we've won. Uh, sorry, we've lost two games in a row now. So we really want to turn that around super quick. But it's also a massive game in context of where we could finish up in the top four. Um, you know, we really want to win this series against Bendigo to hopefully finish higher than them on the ladder um, come finals time. So huge game for both teams. Um, obviously, I'm going to be pretty nervous watching it on the sidelines. But I'm sure that, you know, Chris and Chrissy will have us super well prepared, but so will Kennedy and his mm. coaching staff. So it's going to be a really fun game um, and I can't wait to watch it. Oh, it's going to be an unbelievable round of Signet WNBL. Round 13 tips off Wednesday night in Perth, Perth and Townsville. It's like pretty much a lot of these fin- uh, games are mini finals, aren't they? Yeah, Chris like is already. Finals. Absolutely. We've already been, you know, we know for us that it is a final. So it is a good test to prepare for a final and I'm sure our team will definitely be up and about and looking to quieten the spirit very quickly. Oh, going to take the spirit out of the spirit. Uh, De-spiritize so. them. <laughs> um, Tess, thanks for coming by again. How are you going to prepare for your commentary debut? I mean, look good, feel good, commentate good, as Absolutely. I say. Um, but unfortunately, you're not on camera. I'm a bit flat about that. But how are you going to prepare? Obviously, well, it doesn't matter about big butt energy or... Straight ponytails this week. Look good, feel good, play good, even if no one can see you. So definitely going to be rocking rocking a power suit to give myself that little confidence. Uh, I'll bring out the. I might bring out the Harry High pants for that. No, (laughs) just wear the suit and get a picture with Graffy. I'll be waiting for a picture um, taken at the commentary position. I I will definitely send you one. But I've got such great games to prepare me, so I'm going to just sit at home commentate to Kobe and Bronny. They can be my 
um, yes. critics, and we'll see how we go. Yes. But please send some good vibes into the into the universe oh, for me for that. Good luck for your commentary debut. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming back. No one ever does. No one ever does. <laughs>